1: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, good morning, wake up, uh, coffee's on, time to get up and uh, get with it for today. I know you were out late watching football, probably. I know there's some of you out there, though. I don't watch football anymore. Okay, whatever, it was a Super Bowl. It was a party. I got invited to a party where there were chicken wings and uh, some really good uh, gumbo uh, with some andouille sausage in it, and it was outstanding. I had a great time. And I was rooting for the Chiefs to win. How about you, Carl? What did you do last I night? I went to a party, and I oh. did not. I had all of those things that you said, mm-hmm. and I didn't care who won. So <laughs> the, the pressure's off. Like, everybody around me was all, oh, I'm so nervous about this game. And, I mean, I, I had my Chiefs jersey that I got a couple years ago on just to be part of the festivities, but I didn't really feel that pressure either, <laughs> I got to tell you. Because I, I'm not like that at, at March Madness time. I'll ha- I'm a little more puckered. But last night I could relax and enjoy it and uh, all that good stuff. Hey, by the way, uh, Kim St. Ange not in with us this morning. She is a bit under the weather with whatever this stomach uh, bug is that's going around. So we wish her the best and hope she and her little guy Easton start feeling better shortly. They both got it. They're both down with it. And uh, that stuff is going around. So hopefully uh, she'll be back with us uh, tomorrow morning. And we'll get to uh, we'll get to the latest on on what her weekend looked like. I don't know. Coming up, we got Hans von Spakovsky, senior legal fellow at Heritage, is going to join us about twenty after to talk about the fallout of the special counsel report. I've been waiting to talk to Hans since last week because I've listened to to the Democrat talking points over the weekend. They they really rolled out all their heavy hitters this weekend to talk about how competent Joe Biden really is and why this was just a nasty political hit, which is exactly what they would have been saying if he had been indicted, right? If the guy had recommended charges, it would also have been a nasty political hit. Hmm. He should have recommended charges, but he didn't. And we can talk about the reasons for that all day long. How about that? There's also an interesting poll out regarding congressional district number one. Uh, here in in uh, St. Louis. So we're going to get to all that for you uh, still ahead. First, though, let's get to our top stories. The Bart Cox shortlist. The voters that are going to decide this presidential election are tired of hearing about the 2020 election and want to focus on what candidates are going to do for them in the months and years ahead. Boy, there's old Brian Kemp, that good old governor down there in Georgia, now thinks we need to quit talking about what happened in 2020. Maybe if you paid more attention to the voter fraud that was going on under your nose, Brian Kemp, we wouldn't have to keep talking about it. I think if we secure our own border here in the United States, I've said that we should, do, we should help Ukraine. Look, half the money that's going to Ukraine is
2: not going to Ukraine. It's to buy back our own weapons.
1: Yeah, we do need an accounting of where that money is going. Uh, Marco Rubio there uh, pointing out that uh, we still need to prioritize border spending. Couldn't agree more.
2: Will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay your bills.
1: Donald Trump loves Putin. That's what the media said after he said that. that That's their analysis. He must love Putin. He wants him to take over Eastern Europe, which we all know is complete and utter hogwash. First a Democrat, now an independent. Would you ever consider joining Trump on the ticket?
0: I would. I'd be open to
1: that conversation. Baby, Tulsi Gabbard left the Democrats, became an independent, and would consider... A vice presidential uh, slot on the Donald Trump ticket. I'll bet she would because she would have a very good chance of becoming the vice president of the United States. Um, no, 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 thank you. I I agree with her on some things. I like the fact that she was a veteran. I like the fact that uh, that she that she has rejected the wokism of her own party and left it. But she's still liberal on far too many issues for me. Um, we'd be better off with Nikki Haley, and you know how I feel about that. So, no, no thank you, Tulsi. We appreciate you. Maybe, maybe we'll put you in a nice, uh, harmless cabinet position somewhere. How about that? And then Donald Trump can claim that he has appointed an independent to something. Uh, but no, thanks. Hey, here's something interesting. There is a poll out from Remington Research on Congressional District Number One in the state of uh, Missouri. Of course, the Cory Bush district. And uh, Greg Keller, political analyst, uh, Republican political strategist, probably summed this up best. Let me read his tweet to you. The indefatigable uh, Missouri scout is out with a bombshell Missouri one poll, CD one poll results this morning, which show Wesley Bell crushing the Jew hating Holocaust enthusiast, Cori Bush, 50 to 28. I think he summed that up nicely, don't you? Uh, Bell beats Bush among black voters 43 to 35% and decimates her among white voters 60% to 6%. Wow. I mean, those are some, some pretty stunning numbers. Um, his greatest area of geographic strength is in Senator Carla May's Senate District 4, which contains areas like Clayton with substantial Jewish populations. Bell and Bush are tied among the most progressive voters, but he wins somewhat progressive and moderate by a pretty significant margin. Think about that. Uh, Wesley Bell leads Cori Bush among female voters in this poll by 18 points, and he leads her by double among male voters. Now it was a fairly small sample uh, by Remington. Uh, I think there were four hundred and some people who were in the in the uh, likely Democratic primary voters who were surveyed. Uh, but it, it, they even included Maria chappelle Nadal, who w- who was a not a blip on the radar in this of the candidates in the Democratic primary for CD one. If they are Wesley Bell. Maria Chappelle Nadal and Cory Bush, who for whom would you vote? And it's Bell 50%, Bush 28%, Maria Chappelle Nadal four percent, and eighteen percent still undecided. Now that's a large number of undecided, but Wesley Bell's already at fifty percent. He's not gonna lose all those, and she's not gonna win all those. And and it makes you wonder more when you when you break it down by um Pro, by proclivities, whether they're progressives or somewhat progressive or moderates. If if Chappelle Nadal stays in this race, she's going to split some of that. She will split some of that uh, progressive vote and some of them a uh, somewhat progressive vote with with Cory Bush. And Wesley Bell might win by an even bigger margin. And this thing really hasn't even gotten started in terms of advertising or anything. But I don't know. Uh, I think that that's that's probably one of the more interesting um, pieces to come out of that. Here's another one. It's kind of maybe it's surprising. Maybe it's not surprising out of CD1. Thinking about the war in the Middle East, are you more sympathetic to the Israelis or more sympathetic to the Palestinians? Now, 35 percent said Israelis. 21% said Palestinians. Here's the shocker. 45% of the people, 45% of the 400 people polled in this poll aren't sure. Get your head out of the sand, people. What's wrong with you? How can you not be sure when given that black and white choice? I, I I don't understand that one at all i that 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 tells you a little bit about uh, uh, the voting group in cd1 doesn't it it tells you maybe all you need to know all right coming up Hans von Spakovsky will talk more about that special counsel report that the White House has been spinning all weekend and saying that this should never have happened he shouldn't have used that language I don't know I think I think he'd explain maybe why he wasn't gonna press charges this is the reason we'll see what hans thinks up next
3: is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Uh, anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I maybe choose my words. I was just thanking, uh, uh, anyway. I, I just, look, I mean,
1: Hans von Spakovsky, you know, the former emperor of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. Hans, uh, good Monday morning to you. Just playing a little montage there of our uh, aging, well-intentioned elderly leader uh, who can't complete sentences. How are you? Right,
2: and and, uh, can't remember when he was vice president.
1: (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know. know. I've been looking so forward to having you on this morning ever since that report came out because – the entire weekend, I watched all the morning newscasts, all the morning news talk shows and and the White House spin doctors are out there talking about how this is ridiculous. And and this is uh, the what the, Biden's legal team said, that uh, it was unnecessary for Robert Herr to point this out in the report. And I mean, honestly, if you're not going to press charges, you have to tell the attorney general why, don't you? Yes, that's exactly right. The, the, the White House is just wrong about this
2: because un, unlike their press spokesman who literally lied, lied um, at the White House, um, her found that, in fact, uh, Biden had willfully, intentionally, deliberately taken classified documents and retained them uh, violating federal law. That is exactly the same behavior that Donald Trump is being criminally prosecuted for exactly the same behavior. So if you're going to at the end then say, oh, but I don't think we should prosecute him. You've got you've got to give an, an excuse. And that's the excuse he he gave.
1: They've also gone to great lengths this weekend to try to point out the difference between the Trump case and the Joe Biden case. Well, as soon as Joe Biden realized that he cooperated, he turned everything over. Um isn't there the issue, as Donald Trump keeps bringing up, that he never had the authority to have the documents in the first place, which Donald Trump did? And some of these documents must date back 15 or 20 years, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, they're talking as if, oh, he he only had the documents for about an hour before he turned them over. Good grief. These documents apparently went back to even when he was in the U.S. Senate. Yes. So he, he – took classified documents um, and has kept them for a very, very long time. So the idea that it's somehow different. No, the only difference is the attitude of the Justice Department on who they want to criminally prosecute. That's the only
1: difference. Boy, it sure sure seems like it. Uh, Hans von Spakovsky, our guest this morning. So basically uh, the conclusion here is that the leader of the free world is not competent to stand trial. Would that be the the legal explanation of it?
2: Yes. <laughs> Isn't that something? And, look, you know, the White House can deny that there are problems all they want, but all of us are seeing, seeing the evidence constantly. You know, when 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 he relates imaginary conversations that he claimed he had with the Chancellor of Germany and the president of France, all of whom have been dead for years, uh, you know that there is a problem.
1: Yes, indeed. Hey, I wanted to play a bite from the Supreme Court hearing last week.
0: Most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States.
1: Yeah, if you've lost Elena Kagan, uh, Hans, I think that the gig is probably up. What are you expecting? You think we'll hear something this week?
2: I think if we don't hear this week, I think uh, we will next week. The Supreme Court knows it has to move quickly because of the fact that we're in the midst of election season. And not o- not only are ballots already being prepared and printed, they're already being sent out to, um, to two voters. So they realize they have to move quickly. I, I look; it wasn't just Kagan. Even the the newest um, justice on the court, Brown, Justice Brown Jackson, even she was asking very tough questions of the lawyer for these voters who want him off the ballot. And he he wasn't giving very good responses.
1: No, I I thought that the the lawyer uh, was really doing some tap dancing there. uh, But what bothered me is he kept referring to Donald Trump as an insurrectionist and claiming that he had basically admitted it. But there is no charge and no conviction in that case.
2: Uh, Not only that, there's an acquittal. (laughs) Remember, (laughs) the the United States Senate uh, acquitted him of that charge and – Listen, the U.S. Senate, repre- that the representatives there are from all 50 states. I think that has a bit more weight than the decision of a couple of judges in Colorado and one state official in Maine.
1: Yeah, well, that is a very good point. Hopefully, maybe if we get a decision this week, we can get you back on to talk about it, Hans. Yep, happy to do that. I appreciate that. Have a great week. Thank you. All right. Uh, Hans von Spakovsky, our friend there from the Heritage Foundation, senior legal fellow at H. von Spakovsky. If you are on X and uh, heritage.org, dailysignal.com. He has a lot of uh, articles on there, too. Love to read his analysis on these things. Former election uh, lawyer himself. So he understands a lot of those issues uh, deeply. Coming up, we will get you a check of business. Find out how uh, the markets may be responding this morning uh, to all of this uncertainty over who's leading the country. We got any other news coming up with Ethan. Next hour, we'll talk a little more Super Bowl with Tom Ackerman about 7.35. Stay tuned.
3: you recognize that music? Don't ask
1: me. So that was the uh, Jesus foot washing commercial from the Super Bowl last night, Carl. In excess of big Jesus fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I, you know, I, my question coming out of it, I've forgotten that they did this last year too, was who paid for it? Those ads were $7 million for 30 seconds. And there That's were at a least lot of tithing. Two or three. Yeah. It's some non-denominational group. They said it wasn't connected to any church. I thought maybe Joel Osteen or somebody financed it. He seems to have plenty of cash. I don't know. Just saying. He's are hey, the news for different things. <laughs> let's get to business, please. Uh, our friend Nicole Murray went to bed early and did not watch any of the game. I understand that with your schedule. I do.
0: I did not watch a single thing. And this weekend is when my move officially took oh. place on Saturday. I had zero energy.
1: And you weren't feeling good on top of it, right? Still straightening up from last week?
0: Oh, my God. I still feel like I sound like a man. I'm sorry. (laughs) Men are okay. (laughs) It's just I feel like I go an entire octave lower. But we're hanging in. We're hanging in. I'm glad to hear
1: what's going on out there.
0: All right. So, on Wall Street, futures are mixed after the SP 500 closes above 5,000 for the first time. Friday, the Dow Industrials were down 54, the NASDAQ up 196, and the SP 500 up 28. The Federal Reserve Bank says a growing number of Americans are falling behind on their monthly credit card payments, and student loans could be to blame. During the fourth quarter, 8.5% of credit card debt moved into delinquency compared to nearly 5.9% a year ago. The increase was most pronounced among individuals between the ages of 30 and 39. Federal Reserve data says the average monthly bill for student borrowers hovers between 200 and 299 per person. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission says Frigidaire has recalled over 380,000 side-by-side refrigerators with slim ice buckets due to choking and cutting hazards. The buckets have an assembly component in the ice bucket that can break off with plastic pieces falling into the ice. The company has received over 340 reports of the plastic breaking off. The fridges were sold online at Frigidaire.com and at stores like Home Depot and Lowe's from 2015 to 20. 2019. Jeff Bezos has sold nearly 12 million Amazon shares worth more than $2 billion. In a statement filed to the Securities and Exchange Commission, the Amazon Executive Chairman has also listed the proposal sale of an additional 50 million Amazon shares with an estimated market value of $8.4 billion. Bezos stepped down as Amazon's CEO in June in 2021. A U.S. judge has ordered that Elon Musk must testify in a probe by the SEC concerning his 2022 acquisition of Twitter, now known as X. CNBC reports the SEC is investigating whether Musk committed securities fraud when he began buying stock in the social media company and building a stake ahead of his buyout. The SpaceX CEO has one week to set a date and location for his testimony. Musk purchased Twitter, now known as X, for $44 billion in October of 2022. A lack of rain and warmer temperatures resulted in fewer avocados being shipped from Mexico. Last year, avocado exports from the state for the Super Bowl alone increased by 20% to 140,000 tons. This year, that number declined by 2,000, despite increased planting. Mexico leadership predicts 30% of avocado orchards are now water-stressed due to the lack of rain. Former Apple employees have introduced new augmented reality glasses to the market. Brilliant Labs says the product, named Frame, will give wearers IA... AI superpowers through the company's always online voice assistant, Noah. Features include mealtime visual analysis of whatever the wearer is looking at, translation of different languages, projects images to a screen in front of the consumer's face, and more. Axios reports the frame glasses will go for $349 each and shipping will begin in April. President Biden posted a video to X yesterday calling out corporate snack companies for shrinkflation. Shrinkflation is a cost-saving practice where businesses offer less product without reducing the price. Reports found common household and grocery items noticeably decreased in size between January of 2019 and October of 2023, while unit prices rose more than 20%. Diamond Energy will buy rival Endeavor Energy Resources in a cash and stock deal valued at nearly $26 billion. The combined company is expected to produce over 800,000 barrels of oil per day and will be the third largest oil and gas producer in the region beside Exxon and Chevron. Diamondback expects the deal to close in the fourth quarter. Thanks to the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers going into overtime in Super Bowl 58, Buffalo Wild Wings is offering free wings. On February 26th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., you can get six free boneless or traditional chicken wings. The offer is available for dine-in or takeout. Ice Cream Maker Drumstick has started a petition to make post Super Bowl Monday a national holiday. A Harris Poll for the Workforce Institute says over 16 million employees across the country plan to miss work or call out today due to the Super Bowl flu. The petition has just over 5100 signatures.
1: Mark- wow. Yeah, yeah, I my my co-anchor here uh, Kim is out today, but she's got the stomach flu, so we know it, it had nothing to do with uh, hanging out at the Super Bowl party
0: too long. But does she have the stomach I flow? don't know. Ah.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to. I don't know if she'll be back tomorrow or not. There's something going around uh, our area here. So,
0: There's uh, something going around everywhere. But I'm down for another national holiday. And if you don't want to make it a national holiday, let's put the Super Bowl earlier. Hey. Not I, at 630.
1: I'm with you. They ought to do it at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, right? And if you're going to offer up free chicken wings because of, like, b- Buffalo Wild Wings, do it the next day.
0: That's what I'm saying. Right? A week like, and a
1: half? Right. Like, when I was in college, they had a deal at the local McDonald's. If you if the team scored 100 points, uh, you could get a Big Mac for, a, like, a buck the next day or something. But it was the next day. People are going to forget about this by the end of the month.
0: I think that's what their hope
1: is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Glad you're Thanks feeling so better. so much, guys. Yep. Talk to you soon. Appreciate that. You know, I will have to say, and somebody besides Carl pointed it out to me when we went into the break. <laughs> I made some offhanded comment about Joel Osteen being able to afford the Jesus commercial. Uh, I did not realize that shooting this weekend happened at his church when I said that. I mean, not that I wouldn't have said it anyway, but uh, I did not realize that happened there. A lady went in and opened fire in that mega church, and then she and the child that were with her were both shot uh, by officers who confronted her. They killed the shooter, and she had a five-year-old boy standing next to her who apparently was wounded in the exchange of gunfire and is in critical condition. Wow. What a shame. So Mark did not mean I know to I, I didn't mean to offend uh Joel Osteen fans necessarily. I was just thinking of someone who would have the financial ability to buy a 7. You could million. have said Joyce Meyer. I could have been Yeah, Joyce, there's a whole bunch of them out there. I just picked Osteen and Dr. forgot. Dr. Stanley. Ah, <sighs> thank you, Carl. But by, by the way, I don't know if you saw the there's the local spots that aired during the, the commercial uh, breaks yesterday. Channel 4 got a couple of local ads they could sell. One of them was done by uh by the Anders, right? The Ander law firm. And uh, Jim Ander is actually going to join us later in the show today because they did a series of these commercials basically taking on the mascots for these big insurance companies like the 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 Liberty 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 commercial and the mm-hmm. others. And they they're really well done. If you did, if you did, if you missed them, uh, we'll play back the audio from a couple of them a little later, and you can hear from uh, from the guy that uh, that decided he wanted to take on the big insurance companies during the the Super Bowl. I thought it was pretty clever, actually. We'll get to that at the in the eight o'clock hour today. All right, a uh, quick break. When we get back, we'll get to another news uh, with Ethan in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. What's
3: happening? You know the the thing.
1: What the hell is going on? In other news.
3: So, Mark, I thought we would talk about everything Super Bowl that was not the game. How about that? (laughs) Please. Uh, We started off with Andre Day's Lift Every Voice and Sing, followed by Post Malone's (laughs) America Beautiful. And then, of course, Reba came on and did the national anthem. Do you guys have any thoughts on those? Um,
1: yeah. Post Malone can play guitar. Why do we have a national anthem for 13% of the population? <laughs> that I don't know. There's one national anthem in this country. One. And I <laughs> left the room when they started playing that one. But go ahead.
3: I was actually, Um. I thought Reba did a, she did a fine job. No, no qualms with that. I actually was surprised with Post Malone's uh, performance though. Was I it he did,
1: good? I missed it. I thought he did really good. He did a great job. First of all, I... I only seen him a little clip from one of his concerts on stage. Well, uh, besides (laughs) that one, I had no idea he had the ability to play a guitar. (laughs) He sounded like a country music star.
3: Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah, I thought he did very very well. And like I said, Reba's was okay. It wasn't Chris Stapleton, but yeah, Reba Reba she was fine. Yeah. Um. So we, you guys were talking about it earlier. Carl was correct. Taylor Swift appeared on screen for 55 seconds of the four hour and 18 minutes that the game was on. 51 seconds of that came after or 51 seconds before the game winning touchdown. So she had about it sure four seconds seemed
1: longer than that. I think they had her on for more than a minute in the pregame. They had video of her arriving. Yeah. They showed that. And then they showed her up in the booth at some point before the game. I yeah. didn't start watching until uh,
3: I, I had an over under with my wife that they would show her five times during the game. Oh, you won, right? Oh, yeah. By the time I went to bed, and I went to bed at the end of the game, I didn't watch the overtime. I was just like, forget it. I'm going to bed. Um, We were at least up to seven. Huh.
1: And she was with Ice Spice, who's on her album, and Blake Lively, who who was uh, Ryan Reynolds, her husband, said he debuted the Wolverine and Deadpool trailer, and he tweeted out, has anyone seen my wife tonight? (laughs) 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 Nice, nice.
3: Um, we could talk about commercials. It appears that the overwhelming best commercial by everyone that was on Twitter was the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and Jennifer I Lopez. I
1: liked that commercial.
3: That was the only one that I really was like, yeah, that was a good commercial. Did you see that one, Sue? Yeah, I thought it was dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> And J-Lo invites uh, uh, uh,
1: Brady. Tom Brady, Brady to stay at the end. <laughs> that, that,
0: that was the best part of it. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, that, that was mm-hmm. good.
3: Um, some of the other ones that were, you know, ranked good was the BMW one, the Christopher Walken one.
0: Ooh, yes. I'm going to have to go back and watch Where that. Where
3: everybody was being, being Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Everybody. Okay, yeah. that's kind of and funny. And he drives off in it. And and
1: I don't know if you were going to mention this one or not, but the Volkswagen commercial With uh, Darth Vader in it, I thought of Carl when I saw
3: that. I said, hey, (laughs) I like that one. Um, One of the other commercials that made a little bit of a noise, I guess, was the Verizon one with Beyonce because she decided she was going to um, announce. A country album. Yeah, I think it is a country album. I'm not going to lie. She came out and said she's going to be doing, um, what is it, the Renaissance Act 2. And it's going to be released on March 29th and it was all country theme there. Okay. Everything about the thing was country theme. She put on her Instagram. It's a picture of her in a cowboy hat and not a whole lot else if you want to see it. <laughs> um, but wow. Yeah, she might be going country. <laughs> well, maybe that'll break Verizon. That was the point <laughs> of the
1: commercial, yes. right? I don't know. Yeah. It could. If anybody can do it, I'm sure she can pull it off. Taylor Swift went the other direction, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to our buddy Tom Ackerman, get the latest on what happened on the field. Up for the Chiefs about 735. Get more at 971talk.com.